Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team from former A's outfielder here comes Kotze here comes the relay the slide he's in there inside the park home run Mark Kotze to A's manager it's time for the manager show with Mark Kotze presented by Nest Betting the A's skipper sits down with Chris Townsend exclusively on A's cast visit nestbetting.com today here's Chris Townsend Time for the manager show brought to you by nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep, the official mattress of the Oakland Athletics. Of course, use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. It's the skipper, Mark Kotze, our first. We're calling this the first shows of the year, so it's your first show of the year. How are you? It's been a while. We miss you. Yeah, I'm fantastic. I uh, really enjoyed the offseason and uh, took a couple vacations with the family. Um that were memorable, and now we're here in spring training, and uh, what are we, eight, nine days in, and, you know, we're in the grind. So for you, what is it like or what is different in year two? Well, you know, I think there's a little bit more of a calmness, um, you know, from, from last year to this year. Obviously, there's a little more experience, um, yeah. you know, going through <clears throat> what we went through last year as an organization and, and uh, dealing with all of the change and, um, you know, it, it, it gives you a better understanding of what to be prepared for coming in. And, uh, and I think that's helped me, um, you know, in just in messaging um, and just in pre- preparation. Last year was utter chaos because you had the lockout. There was all this, a lot of stuff. Then, as you mentioned, all the trades. You don't get that sense here. And what I get a sense is there's some confidence and I was wondering, because just knowing you, you've always had a chip on your shoulder. It's like, do these players, are they going to have a chip on their shoulder coming in, knowing that a lot of people are doubting them, and it's time to prove all these people wrong because it's a reflection on them? Well, you know, industry-wide, I think, you know, you're right. There, there's very low expectations on this ball club to compete to win, um, but that doesn't exist in that locker room. As you talked about, there, a lot of those guys in that locker room, <clears throat> you know, they do have something to prove. Um, there's been more change in this organization throughout the offseason. There's been more acquisition of talent. Um, that talent is unproven. And whenever you have unproven talent, you've got something to look forward to. Um, you know, this year is going to be exciting. Uh, there's a lot of young new faces here um, and that can have impact on this ball club. And, and if you reflect back, you know, to, to our history and, and the lineage of the A's, um, pitching being one of them with when Zito, Hudson, Mulder, kind of came up together, they kind of competed together, they kind of fed off one another, 
And I think we might have that type of environment that we're trying to create here with some of these young arms as well. No doubt about it. I mean, some of these kids that we're talking to, you know, we just talked to James Caprillian. Kyle Muller is an impressive, very impressive young man. Like, I really haven't seen the stuff. We've heard about it. But just talking to him, the makeup that he wants to be the guy. He's already said, I'm done with the minor leagues. I'm, I'm here to be here. I mean, he's got that confidence. I want that confidence. A guy like, a, a guy that had that confidence was this guy <laughs> right here back in the day. I mean, you've got a lot of confident young arms. I think you have to be excited about that. Yeah, no question. Um, you know, anytime you've got young arms and, and you can see um, that confidence in them, you got to be excited about it. And, uh, you know, for Kyle, for Ken Waldachuk, for J.P. Sears, for – Adrian Martinez for Luis Medina, who's walking by right now, another young, talented arm that was acquired last year. Um, you see the upside and you see the potential, and now it's time for them to go out and, and prove themselves at, at the major league level and do it consistently every day or every fifth day. And then I think you have to be excited about the back of your bullpen when you add May and you got a year now under the belt of Jimenez and Jackson. You start seeing how you can finish games now that you've got to see it, how do you feel about it? No, yeah, great. Um, obviously, we haven't seen May in a game, and we've, we've seen him from the other side. Yeah. And uh, you, know, you described him well. He's a competitor, uh, wants the ball in high leverage situations. Um, you know, for Danny, Danny Jimenez, who you know, unfortunately didn't get to finish out the year, but um, you know, throughout the course of the season when he was healthy, he closed, I think, 11, 12 games for us, and uh, it, you could see the ice in the veins, and you know those big moments didn't he didn't shy away from them. So there's other names in that bullpen down there that that had tremendous years for us that were young that, that got their feet wet, and now you just look for that continued growth. Zach Jackson, um, you know, is is a name that comes to the front of my mind uh, when we talk about young players taking the next step. You know, success he had last year can build off that. You know, Domingo Acevedo. You know, 70 appearances last year out of our bullpen. Amazing, um, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so all, all those names, you know, you just start, yeah. you get excited about Sammy it. Sammy Spinrate, Sam Mole. Yeah, Sammy Mole, you know, uh, another year under Kirby, Kirby Sneed's belt that, you know, he can build off of. He finished the year great. You know, he had some ups and downs throughout the course of the season, but he never wavered, never wavered, always wanted the ball. You got to love that about those guys. Now, I talked about this a lot yesterday when, you know, for years we've been called the swing and A's. And I kind of want to change some T-shirts and call us the running A's. Because I'm starting to look at how the team's been built. I'm starting to think of these pitch timers that we're seeing all over the place. I'm thinking about how many right-handed pitchers have horrible moves. And they only get to do it so many times. And I'm thinking as a base dealer, when that clock starts hitting 16, 17, I'm gone. <laughs> I mean, are we going to become the running A's? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I, I don't want to correct you, but I have to because once it hits 16, it's, it's a ball. Well, runners on base, you get, what, 20 seconds or 15? I'm talking You're right, okay. So, yes, with runners on, you get 20 seconds. So, yeah, when it's counting down to two or three seconds left on the clock. Wouldn't you I as mean, a player being like, I'm gone? You're pretty much rolling into it. And we've talked a little bit about using the rolling lead. When it gets yeah. down below five seconds and you're walking, you got some momentum towards second base. I mean, it's, you know, we're looking at, at Jesus Aguilar maybe getting a bag this year, right? So, wouldn't that be something? We but, told Shea Langoliers we expect 2020 out of him this year. <laughs> I don't want Shea running that much. So. <laughs> Seth Brown, 30-30. Yeah, there you go. And I'm right? sure Seth is probably fired up about it. So I, Mike Aldretti could probably steal 20 bases. There I he mean, is. Seriously. There he goes. I, I think it's going to go back to when we when we were kids. We were used to seeing Ricky Henderson with, you know, over 100 or Vince Coleman or yeah. Tim Raines. I think you're going to get guys that once they realize, man, this is a big advantage, we could get 
80, 70. I mean, that'll be the super high end, but you'll get a bunch of guys that get 20, 30. I think it's going to, the game's going to change. Yeah. And that with all the athletes you have, it's an event. Because the days of us being home run walk team, there's going to be some guys, but I think we got to change a little bit. I think running's going to be a big strength. I do think the game, the game may, <clears throat> you know, uh, lean towards um, more aggressive base running, more aggressive. Um, you know, attitudes in terms of uh, attempting stolen bases. It's proven through the data in the minor leagues that, yeah. that when they implemented these two disengagement rules. And in the minor leagues, it was a little bit different because they had two disengagements, but it was per hitter. So even if the runner stole second, you, you didn't get a reset of your disengagements. The major league level this year, we're going to get a reset if the runner advances, right? So, so a slight adjustment to that, but uh, no question, you know, I mean, <clears throat> in through the data in the minor leagues, the stolen bases increased, I think, over 10%. So you're going to see some more running. Um, you know, from standpoint of our lineup, we got some sleepers in our lineup. Uh, you're going to see a, um, some size to our roster this year, um, some guys that have the ability to, to make this ball club that, um, you know, haven't been here. Um, you know, you, you think through – some of the names, the simple names, uh, you know, Ryan Nota is a kid who's a Rule 5 that's going to get every opportunity to make the roster. Um, you know, we, we saw a little bit of Dermis Garcia last year with the potential to hit for power. You know, Jesus Aguilar is a big guy. He's got potential to hit for power. Uh, you know, Rooker who's a, a new acquisition uh, through the offseason. Outfielder, he's got a chance to hit for some power. So there's power on the roster, and uh, we might, you know, hopefully surprise some people. Defensively, are you better? You know, I think, I you know, it's tough. I mean, you you look at last year and the corners and the inconsistency of a guy every day at first base. Um, you know, you look at third base. Um, you know, we went from 280 defenders, right, in Chapman and Olsen <clears throat> to a, um, a vastly different, um, you know, set of defensive skills, and it showed last year. Um, but my expectation is that we do improve defensively, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I start looking at the team and the veteran guys you've added. You got a lot of versatility. How, how, how big is that going to play for you? That's something that we talked about last year. You know, and and that the roster is constructed with versatility. Uh, acquisitions of Aledmus Diaz and Jace Peterson. Uh, both those players can play the outfield. They can play all three infield spots. You know, um, so it does create some more versatility. You got Tony Kemp and and Seth Brown back, who both can play the infield second base for Tony and left field for Tony and Seth can play all three outfield positions and come in and play a nice first base. So uh, there is a lot of, a lot of uh, versatility on this roster. Is the best thing for you as we'll start playing games, knowing that you're going to have tough decisions and that's, that, that's a really good thing, right? Yeah, it's definitely good. It talks about uh, the depth of, of the roster and, and, you know, and those decisions will be made. Uh, obviously, we're, we're evaluating everybody on the roster, and, uh, you know, I think it's a competitive camp. And like I talked about, even with the pitching, you know, competition, even amongst yourselves, can be a great thing. It create, creates a winning atmosphere. It creates a uh, mentality of grind and grit that we talked about a lot last year. And those are all the expectations on, on this club uh, from my standpoint and watching them play the game. And we're going to play good, clean, fundamental baseball, but we're also going to play hard. It's that old iron sharpens iron. Let's end on this. For you, is there anything that you've thought about for yourself, changes-wise, that you want to see from yourself into year two here as a manager? Well, I think the biggest thing for me, you know, is is understanding. <clears throat> I mean, we've had some change on the staff. 
Um, you know, our bench coach is Darren Bush, who's been, you know, with this organization for 18 years. He's a great baseball man. You know, Brad Osma stepped away, um, who, you know, I enjoyed having on my staff last year. I took a lot away from Brad. And, uh, you know, going forward, I think it's just the consistency of the communication, um, you know, and, and just being, being positive. Uh, even though there's stretches that you go through, you know, um, where you, you beat yourself up, which I've done, you know, last year. I'm going to try to stay away from beating myself up a little bit and uh, stay away from the shingles and you know, everything else. So. You are hard on yourself. I mean, it is. it, But you know what? That's the, kind of the fun part of the job, right? It is. That, it's the that challenge. You're the, you're the guy. I'd rather me being the one beating myself up than the players. You know, the players, uh, they go through uh, a lot of failure in this in this business, in this sport, and uh, I'm very familiar with it. You know, I looked up at my career batting average and thought I was a way better hitter and, <laughs> and realized, <laughs> oh, man, that wasn't very good. So, um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're going to stay positive. We're going to keep working. Um, you know, we have to be patient as well, but we're going to watch this thing develop in front of our eyes, and, and, uh, and I couldn't be more excited about it. The first Mark Kotze show of the year brought to you by nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep, your mattress, your pillows, your bedding. You go to nestbedding.com. Use the coupon code Oakland to get the deal on your order. How, how is your nest, your nest bed? Nest bedding's been great. Daughter in college, she's really enjoying the nest bedding and uh, couldn't be happier. First show of the year. There we go. Can't Thanks. wait for more. The great Mark Kotze right here on A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.